you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside, live from the closet. This is Resistance Radio from the bunker. Keep the fight up, people. Who was, who was that? Who was it? <laughs> it was a resistance fighter. Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gellhorn, what's cracking? Just so people understand, as I think we've mentioned on every Thursday pod, we have to record these out of a conference room Indeed. due to the uh, the studio being booked and us being the, the Harry Potters of the, the Dursley family that is That's NFL right. media, <laughs> meaning we get kicked under the in the cupboard under the stairs. That's so right. We're in a conference room right now with some weird setup uh, that uh, producer Chris put together here, but yes. we're still bringing you the takes. It does look like Rebel Radio, though. It for does. Sure. It yeah. does. Uh, we have uh, West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon, in the building. What's going on? Hey, man. I'm good. How are you? Oh, he doesn't deny it. Well, West Virginia. I mean, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> the other half of the fantasy hipsters, the magical beard of fantasy himself, it's Matt Franciscovich. What's up? Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. I, Week four, let's go. I, I feel as if <laughs> the season is taking its toll already. It is. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's already week four. What? Oh, man. We've got producer Chris in the building. What's going on? Good morning, guys. How we doing? I'm doing great. I uh, just sat through about an hour and 15 of uh, soul-crushing traffic. Welcome to Los Angeles, baby. Defeated. Co's huh? defeated I, right now. I come in, and I, I'm angry with life. I'm, I'm questioning my existence, but I'm ready to talk fantasy football. Thankfully, we're here in this podcast, though, to start things out on a high note. <laughs> All right, we got a great show in front of us lined up today. We're going to talk about some deep sleepers, maybe some early week four pickups. We will, of course, cover every damn game for you. We'll close out with Daily Daps, but we start with your top headlines. And your first headline out of Miami, Jay Ajayi. We got a lot of running back question marks here, but Jay Ajayi did not practice Wednesday. He's got a sore knee. Sounds like he might not practice all week, but he is expected to play. It's a London homecoming for Jay Ajayi, remember. Mm. Uh, How much concern, though, after his 11-carry, 16-yard performance versus the New York Jets, especially considering the injury, especially considering, remember, he came in to the whole draft process with this whole uh, concerns over a, a degenerative knee condition, and now he's got this knee issue flaring up right now. Um, how much concern Matt Franchise? Uh, none. Zero. Yeah, I mean, the Saints, it's a prime bounce-back spot for him against a Saints defense that's, I mean, wasn't it a prime spot against the Jets? Well, yeah, but the Jets were at home, and, you know, the Dolphins came in there all the way from the West Coast. And okay. The Dolphins have been bouncing around the country the first couple of weeks. Now they go to London. It's it's a tough travel schedule early in the year, but I think Indeed. it's a good spot for the Dolphins' entire offense to bounce back against the Saints. Wiz? I'm not worried about it, especially long-term, too. I mean, it's just it's one of those things you can't sweat. Like, what are you going to do? Sit here like, oh, my God, yeah. his knee. Like, we have no idea. If we, You know, it's the same case with DeMarco Murray and his hamstring last week. That's if true. They were like, his hamstring's injured. We're like, oh, wait, you know. We, here comes Derrick Henry. Then, and then there goes DeMarco Murray. Right. So I, I just, I don't, I'm not going to sweat J.H.I. and his knee thing. I think that's just always going to be there for him. And we know he's a great player. So you just 
be prepared to swap him out if he's out. I would say this, though. Keep uh, Kenyon Drake circled on Damian the waiver. Williams. Yeah, wrong wrong back, bro. No, look, man. I know <laughs> I know that it's Damian Williams. I know it's it, it's some combination of Kenyon Drake and, and Damian Williams. But unless I'm missing something here with Kenyon Drake. But no, he, he was he was he in the offseason getting all the first team reps in the base packages there for Miami. He, so he played uh, on he went out for more snaps last week, uh, but like all in the fourth quarter for the Dolphins didn't get on the field until late in the game. When Ajayi left the game, they put Damian Williams right in there, and um, that was more the case last year too. When yeah, he would, when it he would was. Go the, out. It, you're right. No, it was the case last year, but uh, again, the the offseason. Uh, you know, you guys talk about drum beats all the time, but the offseason, you know, practice reports uh, were showing that Kenyon Drake was actually working with the base offense uh, there in Miami. So that would be my that would be my hunch. But again, it's a hunch. Yeah, all, we're all working on hunches here. We don't yeah. we don't really like. There's no <laughs> clear worried. cut. Like, all right, number <laughs> this is the number two back. Yeah, uh, I I would probably prefer Damian Williams just because I think he's probably a better early down guy. I think he profiles better I, that way. I would but agree. goal line guy. But either way gross oh. each each of Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake have a combined four carries on the season compared to Jay Ajayi's 39 hello so yeah so go. neither of these guys are going to be factors if Ajayi's out there just yeah. names to know names yeah. to know right now Melvin Gordon there for LA has not practiced as of Wednesday we're recording early Thursday and it's a West Coast team so they haven't hit the practice field quite yet um, but again he's dealing with a knee issue as well uh, what would you tell fantasy managers out there Matt Harmon Pick up Brandon Oliver. Uh, he's a guy that I've added on a couple rosters this week. Uh, he looks like the clear cut. He looks like the clear cut number two back. Whereas opposed to Agreed. in Miami, we don't have one. Uh, Melvin Gordon is likely to play. That's what Anthony Lynn said uh, on Sirius Radio this morning. So there's that. Uh, but the, but M- Melvin Gordon's a guy who's been getting banged up pretty much since he's been in the NFL. Like he's missed a couple games in his rookie year. He's missed a couple games in his second year. So mm-hmm. I think Oliver is definitely like a priority hold right now. CJ Procise dealing with what Pete Carroll has described as a quote significant ankle injury all but ruled out for Sunday versus the Colts he could be out for a while if we're kind of listening to what uh, is in between the lines here but your thoughts Matt franchise my thoughts are this is a prime spot for Chris Carson to have a big game against the Colts Uh, he could have a huge game we already know look CJ process is their pass catching back I think Carson slides into that role easily you know, we saw Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls sort of be phased out of this run game. Yeah. And the Colts, people talk about the Colts having a good uh, run defense. That's not a lie. I think they're only allowing about 85 rush yards per game. But they gave up RB6 performance to Gurley in week one. Week two, they faced a David Johnson-less Cardinals. And then week three, Duke Johnson was RB9 against them. So I also wonder, too, It's it's you, you mentioned those teams. What do those teams want to get done, right? So and I think about what – Seattle wants to get done. They want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think when Arizona plays the Colts, they would like to throw the ball, yeah. quite honestly. And the the Colts' defense, I mean, it's one of those units where you feel like you could pretty much do whatever you want yeah. against that unit. And it, with the Browns game last week, they fell behind pretty early. The final score looks a lot closer than the game was. The Browns right. really came roaring back in the second half. Uh, and they had some more su- – and not to mention, like, I just think that you want to be looking at the spot here for Chris Carson more, which is like they're a heavy home favorite, and that's going to give him a lot of carries, even if the matchup is not great. Yeah. And, again, I do think Seattle wants to run that rock quite a bit. Um, Can I I talk to you guys, though, about Thomas Rawls? I've seen him on a lot of waiver wires, and people are dropping him in mass. We will allow that. (laughs) I wanted to get your thoughts on this because, to me, I don't think Thomas Rawls is a drop. Uh, Even if Chris Carson is dominating – Right now, it's a situation where I think in Seattle, if Thomas Rawl starts to come back a little bit, I think he could win that starting job back. And and again, I, I know fantasy managers are, are super hyped on, on Chris Carson. Of course, I'm I'm hyped on him as well. But I just don't think Thomas Rawls is is a guy that should be left on the waiver wire. But maybe I'm crazy. I'd stash him if I have the bench space, but I wouldn't go crazy about it and drop somebody that's going to give me more reliable production if I'm, you know, streaming a position or have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Yeah. Right. Pete Carroll did say this week that Rawls didn't. Rawls only played one snap last week. I don't think he had a carry, and he said 
there just wasn't enough work in the backfield to get him in there, which signals to me Chris Carson is definitely the guy, but also in games where they're going to be running more and it's going to be more of a run-heavy game, like volume for the backs, maybe we see Rawls kind of work in there, you know, to spell Carson in certain situations. Thomas Rawls still recovering a little bit from uh, from his offseason injury, so something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll doesn't run committees there, so just something to keep an eye on. All right, Andrew Luck uh, reportedly close to returning – dot, 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 to practice, mm. not to the game. Uh, he is, of course, out this week, but could be back at practice next week. Um, the original prognosis was him coming back around, you know, week five or six. Is he worth an ad if he's available on the waiver wire? I'm not adding him yet because there's also rumors swirling uh, and other people. I think it was like the pro guy, pro football doc on Twitter, said that right. Luck would probably need at least four weeks of practice, which wouldn't put him in game condition until November. And, like, I'm not going to saddle myself with, with a quarterback that's not even playing on my bench for a, a month plus. I think I think we just have to wait now. This is encouraging, but hold off. All right. Uh, I, I would say this, though, right, for the Colts. They're one of those teams. They're, they're very Patriots-like where they – tell you stuff but it's very cryptic so i'm just i'm wondering how much work he's getting done away from the media they're not they're not as good as it as the patriots (laughs) (laughs) yeah true that's true that's uh very true very true indeed uh the vikings speaking of quarterbacks are hopeful to have sam bradford back sunday versus detroit but he did not practice on wednesday um again i'll 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 ask you matt Harmon, what do you do here with stefan diggs i mean obviously we know that he had a huge game but uh is it possible that case Keenum comes back to earth even against a detroit secondary that has you know given up a lot of pass yards i think this game could be pretty decently high scoring uh and therefore i want to side on getting those vikings in the lineup I mean, I just don't know how – I'm never going to tell you to bench Diggs. Like, yeah. period. I wasn't going to tell you to do it in week two. That was wrong. I wasn't going to tell you to do it in week three. That was correct. But So, maybe whatever happens week four happens week four. I think he's still going to be in a good spot here. He's not going to go for a buck 73 and two or whatever he did last week. But I, I agree with you. I think this game could be sneakily high scoring because uh, the Minnesota defense at home is frightening. But Matt Stafford has a lot of weapons, and his weapons are in good positions. And we'll get more of this in the matches. But, like, Golden Tate will be able to avoid Xavier Rhodes and can yeah, help move right. the chains and stuff. So I, I think you got to start those guys. And Keenum, you know, as, as I think Franchise mentioned on one of the podcasts, that he'll have more time to practice, which we saw last week. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that offensive line is giving them protection, too, mm-hmm. still. So that's a, that's a big factor as well. Hey, this is big news. Willie Sneed is back. Woo! Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Uh, fantasy fallout here. I'd love to get uh, your thoughts, Whiskey. Uh, I, I was I wrote up this in the matchup too. I think it's like, if you're feeling dangerous, you can start Willie Sneed because the New Orleans offense hasn't been up to its usual standards thus far this year. And you think maybe the fact of missing Sneed could be part of that. They've gotten good production out of Brandon Coleman. They've gotten some plays out of Ted Ginn and stuff. But I feel like a play. A play. I, I mean, that's the Ted. That's the Ted Ginn lifestyle. Yeah, that's the experience. That's the experience. <laughs> you, you drop a deep touchdown, you catch a deep touchdown. It's a revenge game for Ted Ginn. It, it is a. Re- I think Silva made this point. Like every week's a revenge game for Ted. That's Ginn. A fi- that's true. That's a, that's a also, fair point. Also, this is the oldest of revenge games because Miami drafted him, right? Yeah. I'm not forgetting that. So that's like. Original revenge, like original sin, original oh revenge. God. I don't know, oh, but I think Sneed. I'll is have to. I'll have to get in the lab and work on this. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like we did that Terrell Pryor revenge game last week. I guess it right. didn't pan out because didn't pan out. Told you different positional things. So. Told you oh, doesn't I count. I, I don't see. know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what a stupid what a stupid discussion that spiraled off into. But I think Sneed is an interesting play. I mean, there is concern that yes, he hasn't been with the team for three weeks, but. He was with the team all offseason and practicing before this happened, so it's not like he's coming in super cold. But right, it's a dangerous spot, but it's it's a it's a risky play because he could have limited usage. But it's a great matchup. Did I see a Sean Payton quote saying that you know they weren't sure how much he was going to be used uh, on his first game back, and that they were trying to work him in a little? I mean, that would make a lot of sense, obviously. Yeah. He's been yeah. away from the team for for a hot minute here. Right, exactly. So nearly a month here. So <laughs> why do you keep like because it's hot in this layers. closet, man? I don't know. I'm getting steamy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like coffee like, too. For those listening, like ten minutes ago, Harmon like <laughs> unbuttoned all the buttons on his sure. his shirt. I'm like, right. well, I looked at him and okay. he's like fanning yeah. himself. It's hot. Yeah. Now he's just taking off the yeah. shirt. The, the takes are hot. The bro. takes are yeah. The takes are getting hot. I'm <laughs> drinking coffee because it's 8:40 in the morning. <laughs> Plus we're in the closet. Plus yeah. yeah, we're in this we're in this closet. We're coming so, to you live from the bunker. Keep mm. up the good fight, folks. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> whatever. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Let's talk about some deep sleepers. 
Here, derp slurpers, derp slurper, shall we? <laughs> um, I'll I'll Yikes. start because it's an extension of the news. Carlos Hyde dealing with a hip injury, not expected to practice uh, all week. If Matt I thought he has been practicing limited all week, was what I saw. Oh, is it? I just thought I thought I re- literally just read that they were planning on keeping. He him was out limited of limited in Wednesday's practice. All right. Well, maybe he'll be limited all and week. And Shanahan expects him to be limited all week, per uh, Cam Inman on Twitter. There it is. And he is expected to play on Sunday, of course. Um, but just given the hip injury, just given his history, I think Matt Breida is at least worth a pickup if you have the space on your team. He's worth the pickup. Now, again, you're not going to play him here. No. In week four, because Carlos Hyde is expected to go. But if you have the space, I think Matt Breida is a smart ad. And again, you know, if Carlos Hyde does get hurt and he's got an injury history, pretty deep injury history, really, Matt Breida would be one of the top waiver wire guys to go pick up. So um, get ahead of the curve here a little bit. And if he's available on the waiver wire, see if he's available. Go pick him up. All right, Matt Harmon, give me a deep sleeper and or an early week four pickup. Yeah, this is somebody I definitely don't want to play this week, but I th- and I don't even know if I really want to pick up, but it's something worth monitoring. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, the rookie receiver for the Steelers, has seen his playing time uh, increase after going out for 22 plays in week one, 36 in week two. He was up to over 61% – or excuse me, he was – up to over almost 50 plays in week three. He saw 61% of his uh, lineups from the slot, which is, I think, a nice position for him as kind of that big slot player. Uh, the Steelers' offense not firing on all cylinders. We can definitely talk about that later. Uh, but if they get right, we want to be interested in anybody seeing significant playing time uh, in this offense. So I think he's somebody to, to worth monitoring. A little bit of breaking news here from uh, Ian Rappaport. He says Saints running back Adrian Peterson tweaked his knee a little bit in practice today. Sounds like his absence was a mix of a knee and a veteran day at practice. He still on plays Thursday. in the NFL? Oh man, really, Brad? I would say also with Schuster. I'm 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 pissed about Peterson because <laughs> you drafted him all over because, the place. Because yeah, he's one of those players that like I don't even want yeah, I think <laughs> I feel like I've ranted about this on the pod before. I'm gonna do it again. He's one of those players that like I don't even like, don't really want to get it be involved with, not a fan, but I let ADP dictate the pick for me because I'm like, dang, he shouldn't be here this late, man. He uh, could be a, a touchdown back in a high-scoring offense, and he's on, like, so many of my teams, and I just don't know what to do with him. And you I'm should, just sick of looking at him. You should drop him. I made that same but mistake. I can't, is he a cut at this point? I think so. But, I, like, I can't – but – you know, do I really want to cut him for like you know to some jabroni just to cut him? I don't you, know if I want. want to, when you Mark want Ingram gets hurt, you'll regret it. You want, uh, right? You Ooh, want to keep him in his, his nine carries for twenty-one yards a game on your bench? This not like that's what a lot of guys are getting these days, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Saints are just keeping him fresh for a playoff run, guys. Oh, there you go. Gross. Oh, there you go. So uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry to hijack the. That's okay. I was just for gonna, my own tears. Before you left, Juju Smith-Schuster was going to say he has three red zone targets already in the th- in three games. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I like getting, I like that call. He's getting important usage. All right, French, hit me with a deep sleeper right. slash early week four pickup. Yeah, I think if you are a Jordan Reed owner, okay. you have to add Vernon Davis right now before Ooh, like these that. games start. Oh, yeah. I like the that. Redskins play Monday night so you against the Chiefs, so there's no other options if Reed doesn't go. Like If he starts, you got to start Reed even if he is banged up. If he doesn't start, you can plug Vernon Davis in. He had five catches on five targets last week for the Redskins and a touchdown 58 yards. Uh, Harmon was joking yesterday with me that it seems like uh, Reed, uh, 27-year-old Reed and 33-year-old Vernon Davis has have changed bodies. Their yes. souls have switched. Some sort <laughs> like of Vernon they did Davis some sort looks of, like he it's found a the fountain of yeah, youth. They did some sort of like Wicca ritual yeah. or some sort of spiritual encounter thing where they have switched souls because yes. Davis looks like the young athletic freak out it's there. It's crazy. It's it's and, unbelievable. And in How games, old is Vernon Davis? 33. 33 yeah. years I, old. Because I tweeted that during the game last week. I was like, he's 33 years old. He's like, juking fools out of their shoes. Yeah. He, like, looks, he looks unbelievable. There were guys, uh, there were like Raiders just splayed out all over the field. Yeah. Chase <laughs> Vernon Davis <laughs> last awesome. week. It's interesting. I mean, when Vernon Davis was in his prime, he was doing those kind of things. Yeah. He yeah. was an athletic was awesome. freak, but we have not seen that dude. He, he did have a lot of room of to regress years. athletically. <laughs> like, he had, was at the peak. <laughs> Maybe now he's like at the 80th percentile. Right. Yeah. Uh, just still like twenty ahead of guys like yeah, J- right. Jason Witten, but and stuff, with but uh, you geez. know with with the Redskins pass catchers kind of struggling there, I think Cousins kind of has eyes for that tight end position, and he has a report Davis. So all right, I like it. And he's been on the team what now? This is his third year. I think, I think second, third, second, second year. Second or was third. last year his first year? I think last year was his first. Interesting. All right, Whiskey, what you got? Deep sleeper, early week four pickup. He is a man with tiny hands. 
but lightning quick speed. And he's coming back from injury with an ascending young quarterback, Will Fuller, guys. Oh. We've long forgotten mm. about him. We have coming indeed. Back. Broken Next, collarbone. Broken collarbone. He's been practicing. He could play this week. I'm guessing I'm guessing he might not, or if he is, he's extremely limited. But Next week, they get the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Could be a high-scoring game. And the week after that, the Browns. Interesting. It's so, a good call. Will Fuller is there. This passing attack could be hitting its stride a little bit with Watson. And we know he you know, he can't like to like to chuck it deep on occasion. He does. So, and if there's going to be somebody that profiles that, it's obviously the speed demon Will Fuller. So, I like mm-hmm. it. You know what? And it's good, too, because it opens up the door, uh, opens up opportunities, I think, um, anyways, for uh, New Hopkins, right? Yes. A little bit less double coverage o- over the top, so that'll be when interesting. And their best receiver, Bruce Ellington. <laughs> and just that and, New Hopkins doesn't need and, to get pummeled with 22 <laughs> targets. Thank you. That's also good. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's do EDG every damn game. We'll start in London. Remember, this is early, folks. Set your lineups. Set, if you've Do it got, on Saturday. Don't. If, if, exactly. Don't mess around, man. If you've got some Saints, if you've got some Dolphins, set your lineup early, man. This sucks, too, because like last week it was like, uh, the Ravens and Jags. Yeah. Like, who cares? Right. But like, a, these a, are important fantasy oh, players. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I, you don't want to somehow get yourself screwed and like, oh, crap, Michael Thomas on my <sighs> bed. Something like, I don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Last week was the defensive runoff game. This game could legitimately have like 60 points scored in it between these offenses. It could. I think you're starting all your Saints. It's great, too, that this is a weird like London narrative, but the Saints traveled there early in the week and have been practicing all week. Been seeing hilarious stuff on Twitter. Like Cam Jordan was like, "Get your beans out of my breakfast." Like I don't want them in there because like a traditional like London British breakfast okay. has has beans in it, and he's Gross. like, "I don't want that." <laughs> These are random things that are popping up, but this is good because it's a big time difference, and you see this with teams that go uh, early versus show up late, which the Dolphins are. I don't think they're flying there until yesterday, or today, or Friday. Was franchise um, noted they've been flying all over the freaking yeah, country. Yeah, they've, they've had a brutal. They no, they missed brutal. week one. They totally had to, brutal. Uh, where'd they go? They flew west. Yeah, to they play went to the LA. Chargers. They went to LA then like flew, two weeks early because they were off week one. Flew right. back to the East Coast to yep. New, New York, York, down to Miami, right. now across to London. It's so, so that's brutal. It's brutal, so, man. So I think Drew Brees is going to smash this week. Um, I'm okay with Mark Ingram as a low end flex, especially if Peterson's banged up now. He's yeah. 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 been leading that backfield in touches and like. He's just a safe floor, but if like he takes over more of a role and gets into it gets into the end zone, you're in a great spot. You want to start Michael Thomas this week? I already mentioned Willie Sneed's kind of a dangerous play, but that's what it is. Colby Fleener, I'm worried about him now that Sneed's back and everything uh, has been changing. He oh dump him. He played less last week and had fewer <laughs> targets, so. Fleen dog, just dump him, just yeah. kick him to the oh, curb absolutely. like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's getting the boot. Uh, we're obviously not starting any defenses in this game. Uh, Jay Cutler, I mean, last week was a great matchup, and we all called that he was going to fall on his face. So this week, I guess, is probably the Jay Cutler bounce back, right? I think there's too many good streaming options this week for there, me to go back to the Cutler. There well. are there are too many, but maybe if you want to make a, a daily uh, lineup with him, but it's just like I said last week, you can do that and then be ready to hate yourself yeah, in three that's hours. Absolutely, what it is. The tilt is going to be unreal. <laughs> As long as he plays, is good. I think Devontae Parker's in a great spot. Yeah, uh, buddy. Landry, PPR, obviously. And then Stills, if you need a deep shot. He, I think he had, game. what, 10 targets last week? Also a revenge game. Oh, God, that's right. It's a good revenge game. Because he got, Stills, like, traded, baby. and I think he was kind of butthurt about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, Stills revenge game. Top 20 wide receiver. Just calling By, by right the now. way, uh, I think food take here. Beans and breakfast, not bad. No, I like British breakfast. Like, I maybe had, if it's like a burrito or something. I, well, that's different. But I had, I had I mean, like. Is a, it though? That's what I don't understand. How is that different? <laughs> well, I just mean like you, you're expecting the beans to be in a burrito. That's one thing. But like, I had a, I, and I posted this on my Instagram when I was yeah. in Montreal a couple of months ago. Like, just a big plate of breakfast food and then like a little bit of beans in there. It was a good mix. So, Cameron Jordan. Get your get well, yourself like, together, bro. Like you, it's good. You have to know what to do with it. Like you want to. I want. I like it with a sausage and toast. Like that's yeah. that's good. That's a nice yeah. hearty breakfast. Thing. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's like a, it's what, a precursor to a nap. Like <laughs> it's not a let me eat this before I go to work sort of breakfast. But you know, or play a football game. Well, I'm sure that's not what they're <laughs> slamming back before they they <laughs> might be. Are we sure? I love no. how we're yeah. Yeah. having this deep discussion yeah. of the exactly. full British breakfast. Yep. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> where are we here? Carolina traveling to New England. Kelvin Benjamin didn't practice Wednesday with that knee injury. I would be absolutely shocked if he plays Sunday versus the Pats, but we shall see. Matt Harmon, what do you got on this game? Woof. Carolina is in a rough spot. Are Uh, they? The Pats' defense has been bad. but but You know what's been worse? They've been bad. (laughs) The Panthers' offense. They can't really pass protect right now. Uh, Ryan Khalil missing the last couple of games has been a big deal uh, to their running game especially. 
And, and Carolina is just – I mean, they're, they're top two pass-catching threats outside of Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson, and Kelvin Benjamin – not there it's a huge deal I mean they're relying on guys like Devin Funches and Ed Dixon which is not where you want to be how dare you besmirch uh, the name of Russell Shepard listen well he's barely <laughs> on the field I mean he might he might get out he there more like now deep I know, sleeper after week one that's why I was joking that is actually a pretty decent I look I, th- I have an appreciation for Russell Russell Shepard and and the Patriots have given up a lot of production to slot receivers and he's been running routes oh. out of the slot so that oh. is you know I don't know if I can ever recommend you do that, but that's something to watch. Danger zone, sprouts and slot. Yeah, a little, maybe a little bit of danger zone oh action. God. I have so many danger zone guys this week because nice. there's so many interesting matchups out there. There, there definitely is. Uh, so, but and the biggest problem, of course, like the elephant in the room, is the fact that Cam Newton's just clearly not there yet. He ain't uh, right, man. Yeah, he's he's definitely still struggling, uh, coming off this shoulder injury, and, and you know it, it's a mess right now. The only thing you can really count on in Carolina is the fact that Chris McCaffrey likely gets a lot of balls thrown his way in negative game script in New England. Yeah. On the Patriots side, I like Mike Gillisley because they should be a heavy home favorite. That it that is New England, and those are the type of games where you want to roll the uh, two down banger out there. Yep. Uh, and in the passing game, I mean, you kind of you kind of know what you're getting yourself into at this point. It's Gronk. Brandon Cooks is volatile. It's a pretty decent spot for him. Chris Hogan. And Chris Hogan is – he's in like that low-end wide receiver three, wide receiver four territory to me where I don't really – I don't really want know if I want to be counting on, on him at this point. Hmm. Okay. Pittsburgh taking on Baltimore. Franchise, what you got? Uh, this matchup is an interesting one. Historically, these games are always low scoring. Uh, True. Since 2008 – including postseason games, Steelers averaged 19.2 points per game. Ravens averaged 20.6 in in these division matchups. So uh, that even feels high. I would have guessed it was lower. I would have honestly. guessed lower too. Yeah. Yeah, and and that you know that's not a lot of points. Uh, and the Ravens are coming back from this mashing in London against the Jaguars. So hopefully they're looking to get right. Uh, both defenses are pretty solid. I would. You know, everyone's kind of off the Ravens' defense. It's a good bounce-back spot. Like Harmon said, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's offense is not firing. You're still starting Lev Bell. You're still starting Antonio Brown. I don't think you can go with Martavis Bryant. He has had three or fewer receptions in each game this year. Like we said on Monday, he he's one of those guys who really needs a big play to pop yeah. off. Um, and then on the Ravens' side, Flacco's been one of the worst quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Quarterback 25 in week one. He's got a herniated disc in his back. I mean, can you really play him at this point? By the no, way, no. Shout out to the listener you don't start that, Flacco. that tweeted us that Kareem Hunt has more rushing yards than Joe yeah. Flacco has passing yards. Amazing. That was great. Sad. <laughs> That's crazy. He he was the QB 14 in week two, and then last week he was the QB 37, which means you could have started quarterbacks who had <laughs> – you could have started Davis Webb, who had zero points. Flacco had negative point, uh, 2.88 points with 20. I knew I should have started Webb. The other thing with Flacco – He's failed to complete a pass of 10-plus air yards in two of three games this year, which is not good for him. It's not good for his wide receivers. Mm. It's not good for anyone. The only guy I think you can kind of start with confidence on the Ravens' offense is Buck Allen. We saw Chicago kind of rip Pittsburgh up on the ground game last week. Mm -hmm. Chicago's running backs combined for nine receptions against Pittsburgh. Buck Allen gets work in that aspect, so – I kind of like Allen as maybe like a high-end flex against the Steelers. I will say I looked at this too. Sorry to cut you off. No, but uh, Alex Collins, like people were worried about him. Seven of his nine carries came in the fourth quarter when yeah. the Ravens were down 44-0. to zero. Yeah, he's, he's just a stash. Yeah, right, he's, 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 he's a stash. So don't don't be worried about uh, the workload Is he even worth there. a stash? Yeah, he's a, I think he's a good stash because he's, he's in a question, backfield with question marks. And running like running back thirst is real. I don't know. I mean, not, like not a priority stash, but he just something to keep an eye on. Uh, what I was going to say is just let's just get this on the record. You know, with I think the biggest problem with Pittsburgh right now is their quarterback. Yeah, their quarterback's not playing well. Ben and he doesn't play well on the road. Yeah, the Ravens have a tough defense. Terrell like, Suggs don't I, I believe think, that. I think I think you got it. I think <laughs> you got to find those mind games, bro. This, this I, is one of those weeks you you bench Big Ben and pick up one of these. I don't. I guys. think you can cut Big Ben like right now because. Look, this like I said, this offense is dysfunctional. Like, the, there's just too many quarterback options, and quite frankly, like I, I know a friend of the show, Justice Mosqueda, tweeted this out yesterday that everybody's talking about Cam doesn't look right, Palmer doesn't look right, uh, and he was like, "Why are we not talking about Roethlisberger?" I'm like, "Why have we not been talking about Roethlisberger yeah, this a, way for like a year? He really hasn't good looked point. good in the last in the last like calendar year at this point." So I, I don't know. He's just not a guy that. Until this offense is firing on all cylinders, I don't really have any interest in playing Ben, period. Home, road, whatever. Uh, and I think you raise a good point, too, though, that uh, we want to 
like there's an affinity that a lot of fantasy players have, especially casual players, for big name quarterbacks like Big Ben, Cam, and stuff like that, wanting to pick up luck. Right. But we cannot be attached to these guys if they're not doing anything. Positions meaningless. Cut them, cut them loose and pick up somebody that's scoring points. I think the reason there was so much optimism for Big Ben though is because he had all his guys. The, the back. big four were there. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know and it mean? makes sense. But I just think he's as a. I mean. The guy was talking about retiring. True. Like, I think he's just – he's in decline as an – I don't think he can make the same throws, the same plays. You know, and it's funny, just talking – not to get on a tangent here, but, like, you talk, quarterback is meaningless. Tight end is meaningless. Kickers suck. Defenses suck. Like, it's basically, like, who's got the best running backs and receivers is, <laughs> is really all fantasy is, and the rest of it is just, like, I don't know. Good, play literally any quarterback and good luck at that tight end position. Oh, man. Why man. are we doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Harmon just coming up just with a blowtorch to the wow. entire fantasy industry. Come on, man. Jags taking on the Jets. <laughs> it's a good Yeah, it's a bright segue. <laughs> Matt Forte, week to week, as he's dealing with a toe injury, unlikely to play on Sunday. Um, if you thought this was going to be a two-man rotation, though, in New York, the Jets then went out and signed another flipping pass-catching running back in Travaris Cadet. So it's Elijah Maguire. It's Bilal Powell. And now Travaris Cadet in New York. What an interesting signing that was. But uh, Alex Gelhar, your thoughts here? Well, I think we'll start with the Jets since that was kind of the lead in. I think Bilal Powell is, Powell is actually like a decent start this week. I agree. Uh, he's He figures to be the lead guy like Elijah Maguire will mix in. But Powell's got pass catching upside. The Jags have, haven't been that great against the run either. Uh, so I think he, I think he's in a good spot. I don't know that I'm starting anybody else on the Jets. Maybe streaming Austin Safarian Jenkins since uh, yeah, he did something that. last week. He was on the field for 78 percent of their offensive plays in his first game back. Saw from six suspension. targets. Yeah, yeah, he saw six targets. So like I think I think he's in the mix. I their wide receivers are just too up and down, flip flopping. Like they don't have consistent volume or volume I want to go after. Okay. But on the flip side, I think that um, if you're hurting for wide receiver, looking for production, Hearns and Alec and Hearns and Marquise Lee might be in flex consideration now. Yeah. Um, where was this? Uh, Hearns is near the top so of yeah, the, the league in red zone I targets. Mean, over the last two weeks, Lee's had 19 targets, 11 catches, and 141 yards. And right. Hearns, like you said, has had four red zone t- targets in those last two weeks with two touchdowns. Hearns is also that guy that can go over the top, and if the Jets can struggle anywhere, yeah. well, they struggle everywhere. So but I, I, they especially <laughs> struggle over the top as well. I think if they can yeah. struggle. I, I think they're both in the mix. <laughs> you want to start the Jags D. They're on the road. You'd prefer them to be at home, but they're still a good streamer this oh, week. And then, I love them this obviously, week. Yeah. Obviously, you're starting Fournette. He's just smashing. He's scored yeah. in every every uh, game yeah. this week, and only Carlos Hyde and Todd Gurley have more opportunities inside an opponent's five-yard line. Than you Fournette. streaming Bortles? I'm not streaming Bortles. Nah, dude. I'm, no. not feel, I'm not feeling that I don't want to do it either, but I'm just Look, saying, give give the guy some credit. He managed to not come to that London game completely smashed, and yeah. he looked good. I think I think the Jaguars are coming back from London while the Jets have been chilling in New York for the last week. That's a good point. Coming off a home win against the Dolphins, I think the Jets' defense is a nice sleeper. They're like the least owned defense it in is Blake fantasy Bortles. right now. It is, but he's due for a pick six he's, at some he's point. He's definitely yeah, he due. due. <laughs> and we saw the Jets shut Jay Cutler down last week. So it's, it's a good interesting. point. All right, Tennessee at Houston. My personal thoughts is I feel like it's a trap game big time uh, for Tennessee following their big win against Seattle. But regardless, mm. Corey Davis has been ruled out. Uh, again, for the Titans with the hamstring injury, second week in a row. Uh, Rashard Matthews, baby. <laughs> he, he got it done last week. I talked him up on this podcast about us maybe being a deep sleeper. Rashard Matthews has been getting it done forever. That Richard, that Evan Silva tweet was great. Like the last like 10 games or whatever for Rashard Matthews, he has balled out. He's got over like collectively over like over 1,000 yards, like 69 did catches he, or something But like did that. he do anything before that crazy spin move? He had a couple <laughs> catches. Okay, I was, I'm yeah. just curious. I mean, look, he's got that. I'm saying he's he's got that in his arsenal, but yeah. I, mean, I was just wondering about volume because I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, I mean, with Corey Davis out, he's the top outside receiver, you know, no question. Uh, Decker's, like, usage has been there. He's been on the field plenty. He's yeah. running a ton of routes. He's getting some red zone love, but, okay. like, it just doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah, uh, And I think he could he, – he doesn't look as good to me just watching the games, uh, which is not surprising. I mean, the guy had, what, like a hip injury, an upper and body injury. I think injury. he had two surgeries, like hip and shoulder. Yeah, right, right. Last exactly. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I'm not really 
Decker's not a guy I'm like des- I don't really want to cut, but I'm not desperate to hold on to, and I'm definitely not playing. Even if he goes off, I don't I feel, feel like he's in that Jeremy Macklin range where you're yeah. like, ah, should I cut him? Should I yeah, not? Yeah, you know cut he's him? a good player. He yeah, just hasn't you know? put it like he could yet. get he could get rolling at any moment. Yeah, and then you're kind of kicking yourself, but at the same time, like I think the process to a decision to cut Eric Decker is is fine, uh, even though that that hurts to say. Uh, in the backfield <laughs> for for Tennessee. <laughs> I think this is going to be a committee going forward. Uh, you know, Mike Malarkey basically kind of said they want to get both of these guys the ball, and, and they should. I mean, they're the sure. two best players on, on their offense, in, in my opinion. And uh, I, I, I'm okay. Like, I think both those guys are in flex range, uh, Henry and Murray. Uh, on the Texan side, I think Deshaun Watson is a pretty good streamer yeah. in this game. I mean, yep, he is. Me I know Franchise wrote him up as a streamer. I had him in deep dive. I mean, he's running the ball, and that always helps. Uh, he's, he's getting Will Fuller back. I don't really care about that as much. Like, but It's an extra weapon. It's an extra weapon. Oh, he's got your boy. He's got Bruce Ellington. You know? Yeah, and I look, Bruce out there for 99% of the plays. Hey. Uh, wow. In, in, in week two, in That's week a three, lot. yeah, coming off a concussion. <laughs> I mean, a guy that they barely kept on the roster, or not barely kept, but like fought, fought to make the team. Right. So I, I mean, I definitely like look. I like Ellington in this game, and okay. I just, I've never wanted something to happen so bad as I do the, <laughs> him to break out. Nice. I, 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 like literally anything in my life. This is what I want. This is what I want the most. Oh my lord! I more hope than not. Richard Higgins. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! Because it's because it's because it's. It's more of a, a funny journey. By the way, that's a hilarious juxtaposition if you just blowtorch the whole fantasy industry and community. And now you're like, only thing I want in life. I didn't. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not blowtorching the community <laughs> or the industry. I'm blowtorching the game <laughs> and how ridiculous this okay. is. Okay, I mean, that's same difference. The same thing. No, it's no, like, no, no. Well, I'm just look, look. What you're doing is you're blowtorching the house that we all live in. <laughs> right, you know bro. What I mean? It's like I didn't say it was bad. I just. I'm just pointing out facts here. I'm still here. We're still doing this. It's just oh, let's let's be upfront about it. It's basically who's got the best running backs and wide God, receivers. We're, we're not even in. We're not even into four weeks, and we've already got nihilist Harmon coming through, yep. just blow torching everyone. A little o- little overdue, but uh, here we are. Can okay. we please get Dante Foreman more involved here, please? I would oh, love that's that. A good, that's a good. That's a good mention. We're Sorry, watching we're uh, Lamar Miller's snap count go down, down, down every single week. So there you go. All right, Detroit taking on Minnesota. Franch, what you got? Yo, the Vikings offense is cooking right now. You guys get it? Cook, cooking. Hello? No? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only time we've ever had, like, straight up dead air. <laughs> And it was worth it. The Vikings have the second overall <laughs> offense in the NFL, third-ranked oh, pass man. offense. Uh, they're tied for second in big plays. The rush offense is ranked 11th thanks to Dalvin Cook. Uh, how crazy! By the way, can we just say how crazy is this? Because Minnesota last year is it hashtag crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it's not hashtag crazy. Thank you. Yikes! Uh, but I mean, the Vikings last year. They struggled, man. That oh, offensive yeah. line was ravaged. I mean, it was just they had no it was run a, games. They had Stephon no run Diggs games. Was hurt. You know what I mean? It was a chore and they for them to score they points. They switched coordinators midway through the season. That's, like, that's right. why. Like, that's in right. Fact, this, yeah. I keep referencing this article, but like I, I wasn't the only one. But if you read the tea leaves, like this offense was set to explode because yeah. they had to trade for Sam Bradford right before the season. They changed offensive coordinators. Everything yeah. we mentioned. Now it's all coming together, and it's great. It, it is good. great players. It's nice. They so really good players. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're starting Diggs and Thielen. They're like one of the most uh, lethal uh, wide receiver duos in the league right now. They Indeed. have 36 combined receptions. That's first. 592 combined receiving yards. That's first in the league. Diggs is the wide receiver one. Uh, you know, some people might be a little nervous about the matchup against the Lions because the Lions are the top fantasy defense in the league. Okay, but. They've had some luck. They have seven picks yeah. and a couple Pick defensive sixes. special team yeah. scores. Right. So don't like let that get in your head. Their their defense is like middle of the pack they when for it sure comes have down to two it. Two pick sixes and that pump return yes. touchdown or whatever against the yes. Giants. So that's a huge. That will inflate fantasy points, but in a real like, life defense, they're well, middle, Darius, about middle of the pack. Yeah, I would I would say they're improved from last year. Uh, picking up what is it, Draw Davis? Um, you know, as their other corner next Darius Slay has helped them a lot. But I think he's still de- dealing with injury. I- I'd have to double check that. But, uh, but no, you're right. The Detroit and defense is improved, but yeah, they're not a shutdown defense. And Dalvin Cook, you're starting him. He's workhorse, 25, 14, yeah. 32 touches in the first three games, 288 rush yards. I mean, he's a he's a running back one. He's crushing. Uh, hopefully, Case Keenum can keep this going. On the other side of the ball, the Lions. 
like Gelhar said earlier, I think you can rely on Golden Tate here on the underneath routes because you can't really trust uh, the the Detroit's outside receivers, Jones and Galladay. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of too volatile. Like Jones, maybe you know, maybe one of them scores, but you can't bank yeah. on it. What and do you guys think Xavier Rhodes does? Exactly, Z- Rhodes closed, baby. Rhodes closed, baby. Rhodes closed, baby. Rhodes closed. He's held opposing receivers to 11 receptions, 113 yards, and zero touchdowns on 21 targets in coverage, and that is Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans. That's I insane. I think they leave him on one side like yeah, they that's did in week what, one. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what they did in week one. He was mostly just playing at right corner, uh, which is funny because then Thomas was mostly playing on the other side of the field. They just still didn't really get going. But, uh, yeah, I think they end up playing him on the right side and just leave him there. I don't think they have him right. shadow either of these two other guys. Because he shadowed Antonio Brown. And he right. shadowed Evans. And he shadowed Evans. And that was, what they, that was their plan with him last year. Like, he was not an exclusive, like, shadow corner. They just decided, like, when they thought it was necessary. They, and it almost might be a case where they only want to shadow funnel receivers, which is, like, Michael Thomas, as great as he right. is in the Saints offense, that offense they spread always it. spreads it around. Yeah, they spread it around. Which is the same with this one. And it's actually why I kind of like Marv Jones in this game. I kind of like him, too. Because he lines up on the right side of the field 51% of the time. Call. That's where Minnesota has actually been the most susceptible. Uh, hmm. They've given up, I think, three touchdowns to the right wide receiver. And, Is that uh, right? Yeah, they've you know what? That and all, the second most receiving yards, two hundred and fifty six. You know what's crazy? That all lines up because Matt Stafford is so much better throwing deep to the right side than versus deep to the left. Yep. Um, I forgot what the 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 uh, the difference is, but it's it's something crazy where it's like Matt Stafford throwing to the deep right is has like one hundred twenty one quarterback rating, and then throwing to the deep left, it's like fifty three. But so I mean, there's a chance that could be Galladay, but. Marv Jones plays more often, and he's their most frequent guy to line up on that side of the field in that spot. So I think, like, I mean, he's he's only got a couple catches and a couple touchdowns this year, but this could be the type of game where we said if it's a shootout, Marv Jones. I kind of like him there too, man. Could sneakily have a big game. All right, there uh, you go. One, just one more thing. Please. I don't think you can be confident in starting Amir Abdullah. He's the running back Ever. 31 nope. through three weeks, no touchdowns, and the Vikes held Jaquiz Rogers to 15 rush yards on five carries. Dude, week. can I just say I had this crazy dream last night. Oh, now we're talking. Were you dreaming about running backs? Dude, I was. Because I was too. No, I swear to God. I woke up and I was like, man, that's crazy that Amir Abdullah went for 150 and a touch. And I was like, whoa, oh, wait a second. Oh, damn. I just woke up. This is weird. <laughs> well, that is crazy. <laughs> I just James, he's had a career high with like 86 rushing I, yards the other week. I just, I'm Gruden just telling grinder. you. Gruden grinder. I'm telling Jeez. you, it was just crazy. I was like, whoa, that was weird. And then I realized uh, I'm having a crazy dream right now. Speaking of which, though, yeah. Theo Riddick, this might be a good game for him, I think. We yeah. said that last week, bro. He still had seven targets last week. Mm. He's playable in PPR, but yeah, man, PPR. Standard, I mean, I'm not like tough. saying, you know. You yeah. just said he was going to be the running back one. That's, That's what, what you just said. said. <laughs> Got me. Locked it in. You called, said it. Called me out. <laughs> Cincinnati. I got to stand by my word. <laughs> Cincinnati at Cleveland. Tyler Eifert's going to miss multiple weeks Drop with him. a back injury. That, according to a report from Adam Schefter. Remember, Eifert underwent back surgery this offseason. I will assume. He is droppable in most formats. Yeah, I'd yeah. drop him. You just why saddle yourself with an empty tight end spot? Like you have to stream the position basically anyways, unless you have Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz. So just cut him loose and then live the stream. There you go. Uh, in this matchup, though, I think like it was good to see Andy Dalton get back to being like the Dalton we knew, not like a game changer, world breaker, but a couple hundred yards, couple touchdowns. And I then think when the game got tight, he absolutely folded. Yep. So, uh, so, but I think he and AJ Green are in a, Dalton. We know he and AJ Green are in a great spot this uh, this week. They want to get the ball out quicker, and they'll just pummel Green with targets again. Uh, and then in the backfield, Joe Mixon, man, he uh, saw sixty percent, sixty-two percent of the backfield opportunities, which bested the previous high of a of a Bengals running back, which was forty percent in Week One. That was also Mixon. Uh, and I think his production, he's just going to keep getting the rock more uh, and distance himself from the other guys moving forward. But other than that, on the Bengals side, I mean, yeah, you can start their defense, though, against this uh, offense. Kaiser's one of the most sacked and is the most intercepted quarterback in the league. Oh, wow. Uh, and then on the flip side, I mean, like, the Browns offense, it just kind of needs to find its uh, find itself, find an identity. I think you can flex Duke Johnson yeah, because man. he's been he's – He's on the rise, baby. He is on the rise, and Crowell has been struggling so much. Like, right now, Johnson still, I don't think, has double-digit touches I in a game. I was going to say, didn't he have eight last yeah. week? But it's it's still trending up slightly. <laughs> so if you want to flex anybody, I think you can flex him. But the wide receivers, Higgins crashed back down to earth. Britt's too inconsistent. Their tight ends are a bunch of athletic playmakers, but they're divvying up snaps like right down the middle and targets right down the middle. And like when we're looking for streamers, you want somebody that's a higher percentage player and is getting more targets. So yeah. Doesn't Joku have touchdown in each of the last two games now? Yes. Interesting. But they're still splitting snaps yeah. between that's him what I mean. and DeVal. Yeah. DeVal. It's, it's so like right down the middle. Here. Yeah. 
I want I, 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 to Val. Yeah, no, I think both. No, I think both those guys. I mean, nah. with the fact that all the questions in the offense, they should find ways to get both those guys on the field. But like right now, yeah, right now the targets are just getting splayed all over the place, and we don't right. have any sort of consistent, reliable person. Johnson's really the only one I would look to this week from that team. L.A. Rams in Dallas taking on Big D. Matt Harmon, what do you got? I'm really excited about this game. Me too. Uh, which is I, look, I'm having a lot. <laughs> Things I didn't expect to say in 2017. I'm having a lot of freaking fun watching the Rams. <laughs> Hats off to Sean McVay, yeah. man. Yeah, that dude. offense is a blast. Awesome. Awesome. 100%. I wrote about that for the next-gen piece after that Thursday night game. And just like if there was ever a situation where that data really told the story, what he's done with this offense is really good. Uh, and just the fact he has Jared Goff throwing into tight windows – the fewest percentage of his passes in among quarterbacks, whereas he was leading that category last year. Just a huge, huge win for the Rams to get the to get Sean McVay in the program. Uh, so for fantasy, I, I think all of these Rams are in pretty good spots. I don't not scared of the Dallas defense outside of. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who deserves a, a cap tip because he's killing it right now, but secondary can be exploited. So I'm not afraid of uh, uh, streaming Jared Goff in this spot. Uh, hope, hopefully, Sammy Watkins plays. I don't know if anybody's seen an update on that, but he was in the concussion protocol after uh, that. I think he's practiced practiced limitedly, but he's not out of protocol yet. So we have right. So hopefully, we see him get cleared because obviously him. Uh, being a big difference maker in that offense is yeah, huge. Big time. Uh, if if he doesn't go though, I think Robert Woods is interesting. I had him in deep dive this week. He mm-hmm. certainly he also eclipsed 100 yards last week. Saw the same amount of targets as Sammy Watkins. So okay. if if Watkins is out, Woods is interesting. Cup has kind of fallen back to fallen back to the pack. Uh, he's not somebody I'm really prioritize holding right now. Uh, and on of course you're starting Todd Gurley. Uh, and on the Dallas side. Uh, Definitely like Dak in this spot. What do you do with Dez? I mean, you play Dez. Look, he's come out of this ugly start to the season against Denver, Janoris Jenkins, and Patrick Peterson with a couple of touchdowns. So yep. I think we've seen the worst of it for Dez. I agree. Uh, so I, I'm playing him really confidently in this spot and, and probably going forward, to, to be honest. Uh, and with you're still playing Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I just think you were lowering expectations for him because that offensive line uh, is not playing as well, and he's you know not playing as well. Just doesn't look like the same guy yet. So, all right, where are we at? Oh, Bills taking on Atlanta. Sorry, <laughs> lost my place here. Bills taking on Atlanta in the dirty South. Franch, what you got? All right, uh, Shady McCoy, man. He uh, hasn't been great the last two games, but he's faced some tough defenses, Carolina Very and Denver. Tough. So I think this is a get-right game for him. Uh, he's one of the only guys in this Bills offense you can confidently start. The Falcons, last year they gave up the second most receiving yards to running backs. This year they're a bottom five team in the same category. Interesting, okay. Shady's a dual threat, you know. I uh, like it. I think you roll him out for a bounce back. Maybe you can stream Charles Clay as a, a tight end here. The Falcons ha- haven't given up a, a touchdown to a tight end yet, but Clay behind McCoy is second on the Bills in target. So if the Bills get down, I can see Clay getting getting a bunch of targets here. Hmm. Uh, I don't think you're starting Tyrod. I don't think you can start. Uh, Tyrod on the road is just different than Tyrod at home. Uh, Zay Jones, Jordan Matthews, any of these. Andre Holmes is like a deep, deep, deep play maybe, but not with confidence. Okay. Uh, on the Falcon side, uh, you're starting Julio. You're probably starting Matt Ryan, even though the Bills defense has been really good this year, and you're starting Devonta Freeman. Uh, he's much better at home. You know, he's basically a lock for a few goal line looks. He's been great so far this year. Even, uh, you know, hasn't had a huge workload, but uh, Tevin Coleman gets worked in there, but I don't think you can trust him. Philadelphia taking on the Chargers in L.A., in Carson. Producer Chris, what do we got? Well, the Chargers need a W. First and foremost, but I think from a <laughs> fantasy would be nice. yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> but uh, I think from a fantasy perspective, you're starting two guys every week on the Chargers: Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon. Indeed, and we're still not sure about Melvin Gordon. You alluded to it earlier, James, but he had 15 carries, 78 yards in that first half against um, the Chiefs. So it looks like they got some rhythm in the running game. But if he doesn't go, listen, no Fletcher Cox, no Darby. Um, I, I like Brandon Oliver. If he doesn't go, and I think if you if you roster Gordon, you should have uh, Oliver anyway. Yeah. Um, and I listen. I kind of like Philip this week. Listen, the the Eagles have to go east to west. They gave mm-hmm. up 24 points in that fourth quarter to the Giants. Okay. Their secondary Rivers, is banged up. They're banged, they're banged up. up. Yeah. And, and with no Fletcher Cox there, I I think that that pressure gets alleviated up front. And, and 
hopefully Philip just makes good this, decisions. This and has he, to be the Riv week. Th- He's yeah. got to do it. Got to yeah. do it. Let me, let me ask you something, Chris. Uh – Tyrell Williams, he's a guy I've been getting some questions about this week. I actually have him on a few teams. Uh, he's someone that I think is a really good player. He's been out on the field a ton. He's had seven, five, and seven targets, so the usage is kind of eh. uh, What should we do with Tyrell? I think if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't kill it in this spot or at least do something, I- I'm definitely like he's on the the drop radar for me. But my theory with him has just been that like. I think he's good. I think we all think he's good. But I don't know if this Chargers staff thinks he's good considering they drafted a receiver seventh overall. They're not really making him a priority part of the game plan. What do you think? I think Travis Benjamin is the wide receiver number two now. And I think he's healthy. And I talked about this all training camp and preseason. I mean, all he did was make big plays. All he's done is make big plays in the regular season. He had that 38-yard touchdown in week one. I think he was five for 105 last week. So I – I think Tyrell Williams is a great player too, but I would pump the brakes because I think the Mike Williams return date is coming sooner mm-hmm. than later. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily drop him. See what he does this yeah. week. And then Hunter Henry's another guy. I mean, yeah. you go from zero targets to seven for 80 to zero targets. Um, I think he's got a matchup this week that, that could be favorable. I think Travis Kelsey got off against the Eagles. I think Evan, Evan Ingram had five mm-hmm. catches last Trent. week. Trends, 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 you know, yeah. every other week. Hashtag That's crazy. right. It's every other week. He's due. It's like it's roulette, man. He's due. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I don't want to be <laughs> counting on Hunter Henry. Yeah. All right, there you go. All right, the 49ers taking on Arizona. Alex Gelhar, what Oof. you got? Sad. Uh, if you're looking for a deeper streamer, I think Brian Hoyer certainly <sighs> mixed. Here we go. Get the, off. The Cardinals have allowed <laughs> two top ten quarterback performances to every quarterback they've faced not named Jacoby Brissett. Oh, man. Don't hate on – Fantasy breakout player of the year. It's going to happen. <laughs> Good Got God. that rushing touchdown last week. Week four, in the week shootout. four. We'll yes. see how long this Let's lasts. Go. This week Let's four. Go, no, I, I, I made that de- declaration as a hot take, and I got to ride it all year. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but no, I think, like, seriously, like, streaming wise, he could, he could certainly be in the mix. The Cardinals are coming off an, a big emotional defeat. The 49ers also don't have to travel far. They're just cruising down the coast. Don't True. have to really change time zones or anything. But Indeed. Decent spot. Carlos Hyde's, uh, like we talked about off the top, he's been practicing all week. His touches have increased a lot. He's had four-plus targets in every game. I think he's a locked-in RB2. Uh, I'm not chasing Marquise Goodwin's deep play that he finally hit on last week, but I do think you can trust uh, Pierre Garçon this week. He should Garcon. move the chains a lot, and uh, he's just an awesome player. So I love, I love Pierre Garçon. He made some ridiculous <laughs> catches that catch last he, week, That man. catch he had with like his fingertips uh, on and the deep throw was one of the, one of mean, the plays of the game. It was great. Or one it, of the year, I mean. Probably. Really, because he didn't even double catch it. He just – Caught it. Yeah. Was you know what I mean? Good. So it was good. It was unreal. On the flip side, too, I think uh, Palmer's in a great spot. The 49ers' past defense has allowed just under 500 yards and four TDs the last two weeks, and that includes a game against the Seahawks' offense when they did nothing against them in week two. Uh, you're starting Larry Fitz. Uh, I think J.J. Nelson Old and John Brown man. are certainly both in the mix as, as flex plays, and then that backfield puke. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> New can York I, Giants. Can Go I ahead. just mention about uh, Carson Palmer with the Please. with the Cardinals' run game being so anemic without David Johnson? Uh, per Graham Barfield, the Cardinals have the third highest red zone pass percentage, which nice. means, dude, Carson Palmer is just going to be throwing touchdowns all year. Yep. So I like him in this spot. Yeah, too. I'm, I'm, I'm writing just, about I'm, him for I'm FedEx. I'm streaming him in a couple of leagues too. Yeah, Palmer's a great spot. Yeah. New York Giants taking on Tampa Bay. Matt Harmon, what say you? Yeah, the Giants last week showed a little bit of a different approach to their offense, and I'm writing about that in the Next Gen Stats column uh, that should be up later in just a few hours. Uh, Eli Manning had the second fastest time to throw of any quarterback in Week 3 at just two seconds. That was way off from 2.8 in Week 1 and 2.6 in Week 2. But dating back to 2016, the Giants offense has been at its best, and Eli has been at its best uh, when they have sped up that time to throw. He's, this was actually the first game the Giants have ever lost when he has had a majority of passes register as quick passes under 2.5 second time to throw. Um, in terms of just so the, the viewers or the listeners kind of understand, 2.5 is kind of where you want to be at in that range. And two point, like anything less than 2.3 is fast. Right. And anything over 2.8 is – Two is crazy. Two is crazy. Yeah. Hashtag crazy. So Hashtag crazy. just to kind of, again, let the listeners in on – on the data that we're seeing, and I know that we're around it so often, totally. so you know we kind of live it. But good, yeah. good, good call to to give some more context to that. Uh, but what I think this means for the Giants' offense is, I, I think that this is is good. You know, it helps alleviate some of that pressure on Manning. He's not having to make these 
real low percentage throws. I think it's a good thing for Sterling Shepard, who we saw really get rolling with a big play. Right. Uh, but I think he's going to be that type of like five catch a week sort of player if they keep this sort of quick passing game type of thing up. I think he's the better receiver than Brandon Marshall right Obviously. now. Uh, and Beckham is back, of course. Uh, it's also good for Shane Vereen, who's the only ownable asset in this in this backfield, simply just because uh, he catch pass. Yeah, Shane Vereen has missed uh, two consecutive days of practice with a calf. Right. So Orleans Darkwall has also missed two consecutive days of oh practice. It looks like they're going to be rolling out. Paul Perkins might be literally their only healthy back. No. Dude. Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman, who they drafted. It's a deep sleeper. No, but, no, Derp but, Slurper. But he, somebody. No, but he, you know what? He will. I guarantee you that if <laughs> no. it's a goal to go situation, <laughs> he's he, he'll get in there. Yeah, he's a big boy. You're he's a big boy, and he can move the pile. Yeah, you're probably right. And on the Tampa Bay side, uh, you know, this is. I think it's a, a decent bounce back spot for. I can't really get a like a feel on this game whether I think it's going to be low scoring, high scoring. What do you, you know because both these defenses are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and both these offenses obviously have potential, but we've seen kind of mixed results so far. But you rolling out quiz? No, probably not. I don't think you can, man. Mm. I think you wait till Doug Martin gets back next week. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really done much. The workload wasn't there obviously because they fell behind. Yeah. I think he's like a a. a not great flex option. Basically. Yeah, he loses. You you need him to be in a positive game script because he just they don't target the backs. Like even Chuck Sims, there isn't getting a lot of uh, pass catching work. They're just not targeting their backs right Too now. Too many good receivers, right? You know to to it deal with that. Oakland taking on Denver, AFC West battle. French, what you got? Yeah, man. Uh, both teams kind of looking for a bounce back here. C.J. Anderson and Trevor Simeon had a bad outing last week against Buffalo. I think it's a good bounce back spot for them. They're at home against an Oakland defense that got ravaged by the Redskins last week. So yeah. now Oakland is still on the road coming into Denver after that disheartening loss on Sunday night. It's just baffling. Like, what happened? Man? I don't know. It just was weird. Uh, uh, Crabtree was on the injury report with a chest. Apparently, he's been cleared to, to practice. Okay. Amari Cooper was on the injury report last week with a knee, and then again this week with a knee. Hmm. He might not be 100%. They're just not really giving us all the information. Well, they have two catches, 16 yards total yeah. to Washington. They also no something crazy. They've historically been real bad against this Denver Yeah, team. and Denver's defense is one of the best in the league. I mean – Maybe I don't know. I don't know what to tell you if you crab and Cooper because so like I, they're I, they're your top guys and yeah, it's hard to bench them. Oh yeah, super difficult. Um, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't I, know how you do it. I like Jared Cook here. I don't know if you can roll Marshawn Lynch out though. I gave a uh, deep sleeper uh, last night in in Oakland. Uh, I had asked the research department to kind of give me these numbers, but um, you know Denver has given up nearly thirty percent of all of their passing yards and touchdowns to the shallow middle part of the field. Mm -hmm. And when I went to go look at where Oakland is deploying um, those targets, those were going largely to Seth Roberts, who is on the field a lot. Uh, if Red he, zone maven. If, yeah. he's a, if, he, if you're looking for a deep, deep sleeper, I, I'm rolling with Seth Roberts in the danger zone. That's, nice. just, that's what I'm Woo. saying. And I think you I you're it. starting to Manny Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas, obviously. There you go. All right, Sunday night football. Colts taking on. The Seattle Seahawks. I laugh because <laughs> I just feel like Indiana's or Indianapolis is just going to get steamrolled here, but I could be wrong. Alex, what you got? They probably should. Uh, the Seahawks have been getting gashed on the ground, though. So, I mean, like, if you're hurting Which for is running so backs. random and I know weird. It's weird. But if you're hurting for running backs, like, Frank Orr is grinding it out still. You know, he keeps punching Father Time in the face right and, in the like, face. Running, for, running for more yards, and he got in the end zone last week. So Crazy. Very low on flex. And then T.Y. Hilton, I think I haven't gotten to this game yet. My matchups column will be posted later today. But T.Y. Hilton, I think, has done pretty well against the Seahawks. And he is that type of speedy, shifty receiver yeah. who can get around on the Legion of Boom. So yep. if uh, Brissett's going to pummel him with targets again and they get behind, as we expect, I think this could be another week where you roll out T.Y. Okay. On the flip side, you want to fire up all your Seahawks this week. They're coming yeah. back at home. They desperately need a win. It's in prime time. Russ looked like he got right a little bit last little week. Bit. Yeah. So I'm down with Russ. What's Bald up with Doug Baldwin? Baldwin's supposed to play. Okay. Like they said, it wasn't once it's serious. He's kind of day to day, yeah. and all the expectations are that he's going to play. But if you're a Doug Baldwin owner, maybe pick up Paul Richardson if he's still available, just in case. Tyler Lockett. Because if Baldwin Ooh. sits, those guys are going to get a lot of work. This could be a and Tyler I, Lockett like, game. I don't know, man. I'm still out on Jimmy Graham right now. Yeah. I don't think I'm not starting him yet. He's not healthy. And he had seven he, catches, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're going to Jimmy Graham with seven, you know, with coming off seven catches with this tight end market? He's been doing squat otherwise, though. 
Yeah. He's injured. Give me, give me, give me the, give me a good bounce back game from from Jimmy Graham. All, All right. right, if you believe it, then that's great. But I'm I'm, conc- <laughs> I'm concerned. Monday night football, Washington looking to continue and build upon their big win against Oakland. Two big wins uh, in a row. That's true. Continuing yeah. their primetime slot here, Monday night football, Washington in Arrowhead taking on KC. Matt Harmon, what do you got? All right, I think this is the week. Where Terrell Pryor and Jamison Crowder get going. Yeah, buddy, let's go. And here's why. God, we've said this three weeks in a row. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> but I look. I think I've had a lot of people ask me, like, "What is it time to panic on Terrell Pryor?" I'm like, yes. "Well, it's, yeah, it yeah, yeah. You over. That's your problem. You overpaid for him. Like, yep. But and you, but you can't sell right now because nobody's buying. No. And it really, it's the same thing with Jamison Crowder. He just wasn't as expensive in drafts. And I tried to trade Terrell Pryor. For Matt Stafford in a six-point touchdown league, nobody's doing that. No, no Whoa. one, no one's buying <laughs> no Pryor deal. right now. Damn, and I and I don't think like th- How this crazy is, is that. Hashtag crazy. It's crazy. If he pops off, sell high. And when I when I yeah, because when I say like this is the week he gets going, yeah. I don't mean this is the week he gets going and then pays back that draft cost. That's not happening. That's out of the equation yes. to me. But what what it, what I do think this is a good matchup for him because just the way the Chiefs deploy their cornerbacks, they leave Marcus Peter at. Peters at that left corner position. Right. Terrell Pryor uh, has taken or he's seen 63% of his targets from when he lines up at left wide receiver, putting him on the other side of the field. Mm. Jamison Crowder, 67% of his targets from the slot. The Chiefs are top three in yards allowed to left wide receivers and slot wide receivers. That's just mm. where you pick on this team. So if Washington game plans around that, I think those two guys could be the, fo- the focal point of the offensive attack. And I think this is the way it's going to be with this uh, Washington offense. Like It's going to be a game plan dependent week to week sort of thing that's going to be tough for us to figure out but this at least looks like a spot I don't know how you can deploy these guys confidently but where you can tell yourself the story that they that they hit uh, so to me that's the big story on Washington side and can Kansas- I just can I just say though on Washington side too I don't know why but I just I'm getting really excited about Kirk Cousins cuz he's yeah. he's got Josh Doxson now if they could get production out of Vernon Davis they've got Terrell Pryor Jamison Crowder Chris Thompson out of the backfield I mean all of a sudden this Washington Offense looks yeah. pretty loaded from pass catching perspective. Honestly, this was one of those situations. Uh, I think that uh, buddy Rumford Johnny says buy the pancakes, not the syrup, or might be mixing that away, but or mixing that around. But it's like when there's a quarterback where you're like, man, they've got all these great pass catchers. Like, don't go draft Terrell Pryor in the third round, Jamison Crowder in the fifth round, or Jordan Reed in the I fourth round. Saying. Draft the quarterback because that's where it's all going to intersect. And I agree with you. This is a really talented group. And it's good that you mentioned Josh Doxson because he had that one big catch. It was really just one catch. But right. let's hopefully this is the start of momentum building He's for him. He's so good. If he gets out there more like and is healthy, it's going to be good. And, and on the Chiefs side, I mean, what do you what do you need to say about the Chiefs? Like you play Hill, you play Kelsey, you play uh, the best running back in fantasy football. and uh, That's right, buddy. The biggest bargain in fantasy football, Kareem Hunt. There you go. Just outrageous note from Next Gen Stats, by the way. Just like he has averaged, or he's posted 345 yards after a defender on all plays after a defender closes within one yard of him. The next highest back is Ezekiel Elliott with 244. Amazing. It's a hundred yards better. It's outrageous. Amazing. You watch him though, and like I don't think there's ever a play where he doesn't break at least one tackle. Yeah, he's like the he's first incredible. guy never brings him down. He's good. He's really good. All right, let's close out with daily daps. Uh, we shall start with the whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gellhar. What do you got? Uh, I was also going to dap the foreigner trailer because I cannot. W- I saw you put it on yeah. here for your set. I was. Uh, we went to Kingsman, which was fun. I don't think we dapped that last weekend. We went to Kingsman. Oh, okay. Uh, which was fun. But fun I movie. Was, yeah, I was good. sitting in the I was sitting in the trailer, and you know, I had had my beer and I had my popcorn, and then that foreigner trailer came on, and I was like, take all of my money. <laughs> like legitimately, <laughs> Jackie be Chan great. looks like a total badass. In I, that film. I love Jackie Chan movies, and I love his older stuff, and this looks like it could be a good one. He's got a, got a good action director alongside him, too, and I just like... <sighs> He's playing a character that's a little bit outside of what we've come to know for Jackie Chan, because usually he's that happy-go-lucky, right. you know, kick-ass type dude, but... And he's always said he likes to merge comedy with action more in a lot of his stuff. Yeah, but which he's is, totally off the comedy thing here. This, this looks straight-up dark action movie and i am very excited man and uh i think that was the only thing i was gonna dap so far because been distracted busy all week with work so yeah right. there you go i will daily dap but not only the uh the trailer for foreigner and if you haven't seen it go watch it it's called the foreigner with jackie chan uh, i will also daily dap uh, a fellow by the name of jim wright he is a retired naval officer a really good writer i've actually been following him 
uh, for a few years now, but uh, a very good writer. It's it's political, folks. Okay, so it's political writing. Um, but uh, but again, if you just appreciate you know his takes, or maybe if you just appreciate the craft of writing, go find Jim Wright. Stick uh, to sports, bro. <laughs> uh, he's got a he's got a blog as uh, as dated as that sounds, but uh, the blog is Stone Kettle. Uh, dot com if you want to go find it and uh, he's also uh, on Twitter at Stone Kettle if you'd like to find him there so there you go franchise what you got I've been on a Radiohead tip late uh, lately man yeah. I I they used to be a rock band and they kind of evolved into this electronic experimental band but indeed they have some bangers I put together a playlist of my favorite Radiohead songs I on love Spotify uh, I shared it on Twitter yesterday. Uh, the diehards know there's a couple smashes on the In Rainbows disc two, uh, bangers and mash and down is the new up. Those are my jams. <laughs> check out the playlist on Spotify. My username's Matt Fran J. So Fran check that out. J. Okay, Matt Harmon, what do you got? So I'm gonna dap a piece on ESPN.com that I read last night before going to bed. Uh, okay. Instead of watching uh, Gordon Ramsay and Tasty cooking videos on Facebook like I normally <laughs> nice. do in my sad existence. Yo, Master Chef. Okay. Ended great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, was reading it last night. It's a piece on Eddie Lacy and like his struggle weight, with weight. loss. Yeah. Is, I, I, it came out last week, but I didn't get a chance to read it. But it's it, a good piece. It made me feel bad about every take I've ever had about Eddie Lacy. Well, it, yeah, it just goes to it's a it's a good reminder in general for all of us that like these are human beings. And I mean, some of the pieces, like especially as somebody that has struggled with weight in their life before, like there was one line that I thought was just incredible. The, the guy who wrote it, Ian Allen, he says. Guys like us don't garner much sympathy. There's no backlash when we're the butt of sitcom jokes. It's easy to look at us and assume a lack of willpower, a weakness in our character. And in our darker moments, we can't help but wonder, are those people right? That damn really resonated with me. It's like BoJack level line. Yeah, that's good, that's good stuff. <laughs> but it was, it was awesome. I'd recommend everybody read it. Not because, like, I don't know. I just think it's good for, for everybody to have that sort of perspective. Producer Chris, what do you got? All right, this is the last time I'm going to do it, but I completed the Fantasy Circle on Chargers Weekly. Oh, Alex Gelhar joined me yeah, yesterday. Funny. It's Alex Gelhar and Lights Out, Sean Merriman, oh, yeah. on the Chargers Podcast. Here we go. It's going to post this it? morning. So. Just, it's just good to have him as my opening act. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, war- warm it up for you. <laughs> Save the best for last. Man. That's incredible. There you go. All right, what a great show we had here uh, today for the franchise, Matt Franciscovich, for Alex Gelhar, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, and West Virginia's finest, the creator of Reception Perception. Matt Harmon, I'm James Go, and producer Chris as well. We'll see you. Good luck, everybody. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.